Welcome back to 9to5Photographer. This is the podcast to help you get more shoots, make more money and spend more time doing the things you love. Now, unless you've had your head buried in the sand, there seems to be more and more happening with 360 photography. But is it easy enough for a photographer to step into this world? Or is there more to it than just getting an Insta360 camera and calling yourself a professional in this field? Taralyn and Craig run 360 Marketing Lab and their special skill is running an amazing business shooting, you guessed it, 360 photography. Now, some people shoot very creative 360 photography and they produce work from all around the world and in some unusual places and their art is mind-blowing. Taralyn and Craig don't focus so much on this, not to say that their work isn't good, of course, but they focus on a niche market and running it as a business. And that's what we're talking about today. After all, this is 9to5 Photographer podcast, not Shoot Funky Photos podcast. But the other thing to note is that Craig and Tarolyn started this business before the pandemic, not because of the pandemic, which means their approach to making it work was much more about making the idea fly instead of, oh pants, I need to pay the mortgage. Something I think we can all appreciate at times in our careers. Anyway, enough dilly-dally. Instead, let's step into a 360 world and see what's happening all around as we speak to 360 Marketing Lab's very own Tarolyn and Craig. Tarolyn, Craig, welcome to the podcast. How are you both doing today? We're doing really, really good. Um, just sitting here at home, up in my home office, and uh, had my two coffees for the day. I'm getting prepped to do some video editing and look at some photography and uh, look at some tours. So yeah, I'm really pumped for today. Awesome. And Craig, how's your world looking today? Pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. Had an interesting night. I've got a six-month-old baby, so she decided last night was the night that she wanted to play all night long. Oh! I've got used to that now, so it's not not too bad. But uh, yeah, today's a day of uh, editing images from our most recent shoot in Doha and passing them off to Connor for him to start building the tour. Okay, okay. Tell us a little bit about that. You, you just hinted the, about Doha. So Doha is in Qatar for anyone listening who doesn't understand where Doha is. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Craig, let's just jump straight into this. Yeah, nice. Um, excited. Uh, so we uh, started working with a group of schools called uh, ACS Internationals. Uh, they have three schools in the UK, which we shot. And then they mm -hmm. contacted us and said, we've got a lovely new school in Doha. We'd love you to shoot. We were okay happy to do that originally we were supposed to go out when it was sort of first built was that about two years ago Tarolyn? uh yeah the school's been operating longer but the school building itself was two years old yeah yeah so we were originally going to go out but obviously covid hit and uh put some uh stoppers on that one so we uh went out last week was it last week Tarolyn? i forget it was yeah yeah all last week and uh yeah i went and shot the whole school over there which was an interesting uh shoot I've never worked in such temperatures of highs of uh, 49 degrees. So that was um, that was an interesting one. Yeah, I bet it was. 49 degrees is, 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 is probably, I'm thinking about wedding photographers who might be listening to this right now. And we, we all know what it's like to do a shoot, which sometimes can be stressful. And if you're doing that in a hot environment, I mean, on a hot summer's day in the UK, then, then that, that's a, an opportunity for perspiration, let's put it that way. But if you're doing that sort of thing in the Middle East, then whew. Okay, so let's find out then a little bit about each of you. Tara Lynn, tell us a little bit about your background and what you were doing before you started this business. Before we started the business, my, my background, my degree and everything is in, actually in hospitality. So I was in kind of customer service, hospitality, restaurant management for about 19 years. As many people might hear, I'm... I'm American, but please don't hold it against me. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
<laughs> I moved to the UK in 2007. I had this, at the time when I first moved here, I had this idea, I'm going to start photography. It was always kind of a hobby and interest of mine. I could I could take the good odd shot um, with my DSLR at the time. But um, and I was going to do some real estate photography and three, 360s then. And this is back in 2007. That's because coming from the States, the real estate photography market was they were doing virtual tours way back when to to be able to sell houses um and i had my real estate license as well so i kind of had you know a bit of knowledge of of all of that so i was going to start a business then personal things got in the way and and i ended up working for a a company that basically sold photography into schools um but it then created like boards and did school photography your your normal kind of portrait and and class group shots and that's how I how I entered the world of kind of working with schools. And so that was back in 2007. And I never left. Um, really, I've just spent the last 15, 16 years selling things to schools to help them market themselves. And it's all been based around selling creative products, whether it's photography, websites a bit more on the technical side and, and um, films like brand films and such. So um, I've spent my time uh, doing that, um, all based on this kind of creative realm, working with schools. That's how I ended up meeting Craig. So I'm guessing then that it sounds to me like you've you've always had an, an interest and, and a desire to work in the world of photography, but sort of finding your niche market and then being skilled up in, in the world of marketing as well means you're able to combine those things. I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but it sounds like you're combining those things into kind of what is your your special skill. Yeah. Well, my, my special skill was never actually the photography. I just, I liked it and I can look at it from with an objective eye um, and kind of say, I, I think that looks good. I don't think that looks good, but actually doing it, the skill to do it, I don't have that. I think we'll we'll touch on it on it later, but that's what Craig does have. He's he's the into my yang. We joke we joke all the time. We're we're, mm-hmm. we're the perfect uh, two halves of one person. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to have the skill to be a photographer, but didn't. But then in gaining the skill in doing sales and marketing and sort of having that creative mind to talk creativity but not do it with schools that's what i kind of brought to the table and that's why i've honed over the past 15 years is being able to to work with schools on, on their marketing needs sure got it okay so i love this yin and yang approach because you know clearly a lot of people tend to be photographers and maybe they're not very good at promoting themselves they're not very good at doing their own marketing so to speak craig if you were doing this alone then what's your marketing expertise or do you tend to enjoy just you know, do, doing the actual photography side of things. Yeah, I am definitely more enjoying the photography side of things, which is like what Taralyn said about the yin and yang thing. We are playing at what we're good at. So Taralyn is definitely the one to be doing the dealing with customers and uh, all the sort of front of house things that sort of go on as such. I am more of the back of house where I deal with all the, I'll do the photography, I'll, I'll uh, HDR it, stitch it all, put it all together build all the tours, do all of that sort of back of house stuff and put it all together and then deliver. Tarolin then takes that to the school and says, here you go, we have this lovely new product for you. <laughs> got it, got it. As for sort of marketing, I've in the past, I've obviously done photography myself before we started this. And uh, it was always a, a thing I didn't like to do, but you have to do because how else are you going to get business? So having someone mm. like Tarolin who is 
amazing at it and that's kind of her speciality and she actually enjoys it strangely to me and so she can do that stuff the stuff that i don't like to do is amazing for me it's mm. like the, it's like the perfect setup I, I love a spreadsheet and craig loves the camera and craig's amazing <laughs> we're both amazing at what we do but um it, it's yeah it, it works out quite well <laughs> and what's interesting i've just realized terrilyn flew over from the states in 2007 to come and work over here and i flew over to the states to go start working on cruise ship as a photographer in 2007 wow. oh <laughs> so cruise, cruise ships each other on planes Craig, tell us a little bit about cruise ships. What were you doing there and what was that all about? Wow, it was strange. Originally, I was, uh, I'm was i a fully qualified car mechanic. That's that's where I started. Wow, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, no, no, I, most people aren't. And I was, just, I was there one day working, hands all dirty, oil dripped on my face, and I was just like, oh, this is not me. I need, I need out of here. So I took a sneaky uh, sick week off of work, went online and thought, right, what? What, what do I want to do? I, thought, I was always quite creative in school. Didn't really have a ph- photography background. I had an interest, naturally, but, but had no skill. Mm. And I stumbled across, I was actually looking for a bar job on a cruise ship. Couldn't find one. They all wanted like 10 years experience. I, I had zero. And then I stumbled across this one job that said uh, photographer on cruise ship. And I was like, mm-hmm. that, sounds, that sounds good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could picture doing that. So I sent an email, didn't get a reply. Next day, I sent 27 more emails, one after the other. I thought, <laughs> what's the worst going to happen? They're going to contact me saying, please leave me alone. Or they're going to be like, oh, I like this guy. He's, he's obviously, he's, he's interested. Do you mean literally 27 emails, by the way? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even I created an email address saying, um, it, images next employee at Gmail. <laughs> I love this. And you say you're no good at marketing. He's doing a good job here at marketing yourself, Craig. It was, I didn't have any skills. So I thought I need to stand out somehow. Like my CV wasn't exactly going to wow them. I was a car mechanic. Mm. So I was like, okay, I need to, I need to stand out. So mm. they, they, they called me up and uh, I was at work in the garage that I worked at. Mm-hmm. Answered the phone, looked to my right. And my boss was stood there. I was like, okay. And they were like, hi, Craig, are you able to, uh, to have a quick sort of uh, phone call interview? And I was like, um, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look to my right again. My boss is still stood there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, they start asking me questions and I'm trying to sort of answer, but without looking like I'm having an interview next to my boss. Mm, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, this is really hard. I start sweating and I'm like thinking, oh my God, I, I really want this, but I, I don't want to sort of jeopardize losing this current job or causing of any course. problems and not get that job. So I was, I was in a bit of a sticky situation. Mm-hmm. I sort of got to the end of the interview thinking, oh my God, this is... This has been hard work. <laughs> and she said, are you at work? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. She was, is your boss stood right next to her? I went, yeah. yeah he is. <laughs> she just absolutely just burst into laughter. She was just laughing. She's like, Craig, I think you're amazing. This is hilarious. She said, I want to meet you in person. So I was like, okay, that's, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm still trying to sound like I'm, I'm not on, a, on an interview. Mm-hmm. Left that call, went outside. I uh, did a little dance. I uh, went back in, did my job. And then I ended up having to go to a, a meeting in Manchester Mm-hmm. sat in this room and uh 34 other people come and sat down they all pulled out their cameras and their lenses and whacked it all on the desk and i'm sat there with my little single shot pocket camera mm-hmm. and i look around and think oh my i i don't belong here mm. i was you can't see but i was this close <laughs> to sort of just getting up mm. and walking out mm-hmm. and i was thinking i i don't belong here i've um out of my league 
just mm. as I was thinking to get up, the um, interviewee, an interviewer, sorry, walked in the room, closed the door and was like, hi, everybody, blah, 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 started their thing. One of the first things she said was, "Is um, it's great that you've bought all your cameras. You can put them away. That's not important. And I was like, oh, oh no. Nice. Wow. I was like, that's, that's a relief because if that was important, I'm... I'm out of my depth here. But now we're back to a level playing field. Yeah, yeah. I thought, okay, so I can do this on personality. I can try and get them to to like me and not what I actually can't do yet. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's sort of how it worked out. And uh, two people got offered the job on cruise ship, uh, me being one and some other guy. And I don't ever know if he ever took it. I never met him again after that. Okay. And then, yeah, that's where it started. Flew out to Miami, did two weeks training, then ended up on the, the Queen Mary, sailing around Caribbean for eight months. But now, of course, you're immersed in this world of 360. I'd love to find out a little bit more about that. Taralyn, tell us a little bit about how this all started with the 360. I mean, why 360 instead of doing something else like cruise ship photography? Mm, interesting. Because um, cruise ship photography wouldn't interest me at all. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like the traveling part of it, but uh, the rest of that and uh, and and late nights. Although my, my background's hospitality, so I'm I'm well attuned to the old fifteen hour shift and mm. finishing at three a.m. and then starting your partying. But it's in the old days, yeah. So the world of three sixty. So Craig and I met um, through my partner. My my partner and I've been together for a long time. Uh, Craig worked for him at a um, a school photography company. This is I can't I don't even know what the timeline is. Uh, five started five years ago. Craig, about right? About five six years ago. Yeah, I think uh, six years ago. Um, so actually, um, Craig was my partner's kind of best mate and work colleague. Like they were they were together all the time. So I knew Craig from from years and years ago. Um, but it was always the, the two of them hanging out together. And then we, we sort of switched because um, rewind to about January 2020, um, I was at a bit of a crossroads in, in my career, needed to do something. This is just pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about it at the time. And I said, I just don't want to work for anybody ever anymore. I'd gone through some... Yeah, I'd had some lovely bosses and I've had some bosses that maybe were just OK. Um, conscious they might hear this, but no, they, you know, you, you just have your fair share of, of interesting situations, don't you? I don't want to work for anybody ever anymore. I'm a, I need to do something. Hmm. But I didn't know what. Not a clue. Um, I thought, OK, I set my own business. Originally, I was going to just set up marketing consultancy for schools. Um, but I did want some sort of creativity on that. I didn't want it to be, all be words. Do you know what I mean? Like just talking to people. I wanted it to have a bit of variety. And I was like, what am I going to do? My partner said to me, yeah, well, Craig, you know, he really wants to, he's talking about setting up a, a business for 360 photography. You guys are like, in a way, perfect for each other because you have all the contacts and know all the people and you understand you know, the sales and marketing side of education and you're very analytical and and uh, have that sort of skill set. He's he's creative, but probably, you know, he, he can take the most amazing photographs. He knows 360s. He's actually great at speaking with people, which is an understatement. Craig's full of personality, but probably couldn't write an email for for the life of him. 
accurate. <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> very true. So, so together, why don't you guys just, you know, kind of pull your resources there and see what you could come up with. January 2020, we sat around a table, dining room table at my house and um, several bottles of wine and thought, oh, what what can we pull together here? What are we going to hash out? So we're like, we just tried to create a product. And mm. I knew what the need was in schools, even at that point. I thought they're going to want this. They're going to like it. It's new. It complements the suite of um, prospectuses and school websites and kind of campaign management and Google ads and all the things that schools do to reach out to families. And this was another string to their bow. Hmm. So I was like, um, well, let's do that. And Craig's like, okay, can it look like this? And so Craig showed like, it can look like that. It can do this. And so we started looking at how we do it in terms of software, in terms of just how we do it. I mean, that was that was an eight hour long conversation starter at the very least about how we pull it together. So um, yeah, a hangover later and looking at each other, we said, well, let's just do it then. Let, so great. And where do we start? So you kind of start that ball rolling with the little nitty gritty things like, what are we going to call ourselves? What's our branding going to look like? Let's get a URL. Let's set up some email addresses. Let's start messaging some people that we know and seeing if they want some of this stuff. That's how it started. But it's really interesting hearing you talk about this, Taralyn, because, you know, on the one hand, you're saying, you know, let's just start it. But on the other hand, I mean, you know, Craig's bringing some serious expertise in the world of photography and 360, but also combining that, as you said, with your marketing and your understanding of who the right contacts are in that niche market. That's kind of the thing that's really making it work. And I'm guessing the point that I'm making is that in the world of 360 photography, I guess anyone can go out and buy an Insta360 camera and think, oh, I'm a 360 photographer. It's easy to step into it and do it badly, but quite hard to step into it and do it properly. Is is that a fair thing to say? More than fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we even started um, with some of the, the kind of the cheaper cameras. So, you know, it is about your kit and it's about software and it's about how you apply it and it's about the contacts. Um, it has been incredibly hard and we have failed a lot hmm. and we have we have done it badly but then we kept you know we knew that we needed to make this good so it it is the the, the marriage between both of our skill sets but it um we have seen a lot of people actually i don't want to say do it badly i think covid created this kind of fluster of maybe photographers and uh, people just looking what am i going to do how hmm. am i going to make a living i don't know the next time that i can leave my house how am I going to get income? And fair play to to a lot of people who who would have bought an Insta or you know a Theta or whatever it was, or even just a DSLR and thought I'm going to I'm going to give this a, a try. It's great, but if you're not going to do it as your kind of full on business and develop put a lot of time and resource and effort into the development of the product and make it the best, you're not going to stand out. And mm. we've We've worked really hard to do this. We we spent, you know, early day. I say the first year, year and a half, we were easily every day was a twelve to fifteen hour day, mm. easily, mm. and and be between the two of us, and we we neglected our families. We we messed up. We we drank too much sometimes. <laughs> 
times. We were up till three o'clock in the morning trying to figure out how to do things. If you don't have the energy to put that into it, I don't know that you'd make a very good success out of it. It's It has been very, very, very hard work, but it has paid off for us um, because we have all the right things in all the right places. Um, and we're not using that sort of kit or, or anything. We've we've had to put a lot of money and investment into, um, yeah, our kit, our software, and our processes as well. Mm. It's been mm. a huge part of it is how just creating a process that works for us so that we're giving the clients, you know, the absolute best, 100%, and then some, um, so that they feel like they've been taken care of. Because for both of us, background being customer service based um, there's nothing more important to me than having a happy client. Nothing. It's interesting. One, one of the things that, that jumped out at me there, Taralyn, is when you said that it was really hard to stand out. And I remember, I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk that said in, in 2022, it's never been easier to start a business, but it's never been harder to stand out. And clearly, because you're you're niching it down in this market that you're in and you're niching it down in the kind of photography that you're doing, then you know, with the skills that you have, you're you're able to stand out in that market. Whereas actually anybody else sort of trying to dabble in it would, I'm guessing, you know, if, if I decided to go and, you know, just go and dabble in a bit of 360, then I'm probably not going to get very far. Yeah, that's probably accurate to say. Um, you, you could have the skill in, in one thing or another, but it, you've got to put so much time into it because it is, it is so very, very niche. But the nicheness does make us successful. Um, mm. Our client pool, if you or the people that would go after, is in a, in a way quite small. But for that, it's for my my business hat on. Um, it's a yield management thing. Mm. It's about having fewer clients that are willing to pay very good money for the best product, as opposed mm. to having a lot of clients that are just willing to pay or that your product is worth mm. um because what is worth anyway you know a, a little amount so it's about and it keeps our workloads down so i don't know if i'm fumbling over my words but fewer clients same amount of money or more money means that our our workflow and the processes are a lot easier to to deal with but it means mm. we have a lot less to go at or specialists so yeah jack of all trades and just being um, mediocre at doing something isn't isn't quite good enough, at least in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Got specialist and quite skilled at it. Yeah, on a previous podcast episode, we had Guy Collier who was talking about an article that he read by this. This is just jump back to me now by a scan. I think it was a Finnish writer or blogger, uh, and it was all about staying on the bus. And it was, no, no, he was talking about the Finnish bus network. That was it, which is a strange thing to compare to the world of photography. But it's the idea of actually people staying on the bus, because if you jump from one bus to another bus, and then that bus to another bus, then you end up not going anywhere. Whereas if people stay on the bus that they're on, then they end up getting really good at the thing that they're doing. So whether they're a wedding photographer or a family photographer or a corporate photographer, stay on that bus that you're that you're on get really really good at doing that thing and then not try to be a jack of all trades because let's face it in the world of photography if everybody was a jack of all trades then just everyone's going to be a general photographer no one's going to stand out in that in their own field yeah and no one will find you i think craig can even mention we were talking about this yesterday if you're just general if people are searching for you and they're using google 
I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> They're going to use Google to search for you. They're looking for specialist words. They don't just put word photographer in. It's wedding photographer near me, mm. best, you know. So even just in terms of your your marketing hat. Yeah, Craig, something like that. Yeah, definitely. So um, from my experience, uh, when I first started out going on my own, uh, you do think I need to be good at everything. I, I, I need to be a photographer of all so that I get as much business as I can. It's a it's a wrong way of thinking, but I believe everybody does it. I don't know if mm. you did the same yourself, but um, when I first started, I was a wedding photographer. I, I would photograph pets. I'd photograph babies. I'd photograph families, pretty much everything and anything. If someone called me and said, can you photograph my bin? I'd go and photograph their bin. <laughs> I wanted to be... I wanted to be that guy that did everything. But the problem with that is when it comes to my website and trying to get myself ranking up in the in, in Google, because I wasn't good at one thing or my specialty wasn't one thing, I just sort of foul somewhere mid-range because Google Analytics wants to put you into a category. Hmm. And I didn't fit into any one category. I, fit, I was fitting into a number of. So because I wasn't specialist in anything... I was just sort of middle of the range. So people would have to really search for me or search mm. something that I I might do, but they keep scrolling down to find me. Whereas mm. if you're, for instance, in our situation, we are 360 photographers. Everything we do pushes Google then knows, okay, well, these guys do tours. So mm. when someone types in virtual tour, we'll pop up. Mm. If I was to be a wedding photographer and I just kept pounding social media with wedding stuff and putting wedding on my website and doing all of the right stuff for Google Analytics, pushing me down that road, mm. I will almost definitely bump myself up that mm. that list, mm. which then mm. obviously brings you to getting more work. Yeah, that, that all makes perfect sense. And, and it sounds like we should all be staying on that bus in that case. Craig, if you could 360 any venue in the world, what would you, what would it be? What would you choose? Yeah, that's a really interesting question, actually, because for me, it's I'd love to photograph something that people cannot see, cannot go to, mm. like places that are sort of untouchable, where it might be like a, a coral reef under the sea that Ooh. you just most people don't get the chance to go to. Yeah. Or yeah. a glacier, or uh, climb down a crevasse on Mount Everest and take a 360 in there. That, that type of thing that mm. people just don't get to see. But then I was mm -hmm. even thinking more about that and i think i'd love to be able to go back in time and photograph something like the titanic before it sunk mm. like a virtual tour of that cruise ship <laughs> wow i love the element of, of time travel coming into this as well yeah well i was just thinking uh, what would i like to end up actually the first thing that popped in my mind was something from the past like something that i can't get now mm. which is lost mm. like the pyramids the sphinx before its nose fell off <laughs> yeah <laughs> Carolyn, how about you? If you could either shoot or sounds like uh, if, if you could watch any 360 result, what would you what would you like to see? For me, the things that the thing that makes me really, really giddy in this whole process and makes me really smile <laughs> is when you kind of attract a client. It's the, it's the sales and marketing side of things. But when you mm. when somebody contacts us or me and says, I'm in, I've seen what you do. I'm interested in what you do. So it's more about the type of client I might we might attract and then having them say, well, pitch that to me, you know, how does it work? And then going from a point of, you know, they've contacted you and them going, I have to have this. And mm. actually I want to throw everything at it. For me, it's that kind of conversion 
even when I did the conversion of them finding us and saying we need to have it in the first place, but then perhaps even saying they need more and more of it. Mm. That's the thrill of it for me. So it would be the, getting a client like a Buckingham Palace contacted me and just said, we're thinking about doing this and we've seen what you do and we think what you do is pretty special. Mm. Go ahead, come on down. You know, that would be, that would be quite cool. That would be amazing. Mm. Or like NASA contacts me and just says, yeah, you know, pop on down to the Kennedy Space Center and we're going to like show you around some stuff. We want you to do a virtual tour so that you can attract people into the program or something like that mm. would be um, that would make me feel really, really good that what we have done up to this point so far is that lovely. <laughs> Craig, tell us about the equipment that you're using to capture all of these. So, Like I said, when we first started out, um, we thought the way to do it or the uh, one of the only ways to do it was to, to buy a uh, single shot which takes a 360 in one shot, which sounds perfect. I wish we could have just used a single shot. The problem with that is the quality just isn't there. It, mm. it does the job. It takes a 360, it stitches it together for you. You have a fully stitched 360, even a HDR 360 image straight out of camera. Problem with it is the quality. It's mm. not something for what we're trying to do is be the best at what we do. Mm. Quality is, is key. Um, mm. So we quickly moved from single shot up to uh, DSLR, which was uh, my old faithful 5D Mark IV. I, mm -hmm. I love that camera. It was a great little camera. Uh, and then the R5 came out. So we mm. uh, traded up for the R5. Still can't get rid of my um, Mark IV. It's my, my little baby. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've st still got that. But yeah, we basically use the R5. Problem with the R5 is the lenses. They don't really have many options especially for what we're doing what we're doing is niche so we we use the the fisheye type lens mm -hmm. there's not a fisheye lens out for the r5 yet so we have to use the adapter and then the old ef lens which is the 8 to 15 l series mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so we've got that on at the moment we're constantly looking ahead of what's coming out we always want to have the most up-to-date equipment that shoots the best mm -hmm. so as soon as the uh the lens comes out for the r5 we'll be getting that so and then there might be a camera that supersedes the the r5 we'll always look if it's worth it if it's if the quality is better we'll always look to to uh keep our quality as high as we can have you ever thought about using some of the matterport cameras uh yes yeah, so they work differently there that's a that's sort of lidar so that's scanning not really photographing oh um and the difference with the matterport stuff is you don't really own the images from when we when we looked at 360 stuff, something we looked into was Matterport. And the problem with Matterport is you don't really own them. Everything goes through Matterport. So they do all the stitching of the images and everything like that. They pretty oh. much own it all. You pay a monthly subscription to use the mm. service. Mm. If you decided you didn't want to do that anymore, you'd lose the tours that you create. I believe oh, that's wow. how we understood it. Mm. I could be wrong. Um, mm. It might have changed. Wow. Um, Matterport scans are really good, very high quality. Mm -hmm. The problem as well is it's not full 360, so it doesn't catch up or down. As Taryn just said, the Zenith and Nadar. So mm. for us, we want that full 360 feel. We want people to look and be, oh, how did they get this shot? How are you, mm. like, where's the camera? Mm. Uh, even in reflections, in glass, mirrors, anything, we remove everything. So no one can ever tell that the, there was a camera there which doesn't happen with Matterport. So we, we like to have full control over what we do. 
With Matterport, you mm-hmm. don't get that. We would love, mm-hmm. I do envision uh, LiDAR scanning being the, the next step in the future of, of this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and potentially you could be not just stuck in one point in a room, you can almost navigate around the room because you, with a LiDAR scanner, even iPhones have a LiDAR scanner. You can actually scan with your iPhone. Mm. I don't know if you knew that, but mm. you can scan around things. So you could literally be in one point of a room and move to another and see it from a different perspective. And mm. you can just pick any point. That That's where the future of, of uh, virtual tours are going, I believe. Mm. Wow. Whole world in the future they're coming. Is there much of a market, would you say, for 360 video instead of 360 photography? Yeah, I'd, I'd say there is. The only problem with it is, um, so this all lives on, on websites and mm. up in the like our server for instance 360 video is very heavy um compared to a 360 photo Mm. so when it comes to creating say a whole virtual tour of 360 videos oof i just think about how how big and heavy that might be gigabytes worth of worth of stuff and i don't find there's so for instance we have a 360 virtual camera that sorry that shoots video but at the moment, we don't really do too much of it because of the size of the tours that we do with photo are already quite large. Hmm. So if we were to start sticking 360 videos into that sort of thing, the, the size of it, which would then probably increase by double, maybe even triple, would then start to slow the whole thing down. So then the user experience starts to get affected. There are people that are looking into how to optimize and make it so that it's all very usable. I'm sure it's going to get there very soon. This mm-hmm. sort of industry, the 360 side of things is is pushing forward. It's growing. Like from when we started to where it is now, it's already vastly different. Mm-hmm. The equipment out there is getting better and better each year. So mm-hmm. yeah, I 360 video, 100% will be a, a thing or could even supersede the photography side of things because it is more immersive. You mm. are in there. You'll feel like Say, for instance, I said about coral reef. If I shot a 360 video down in a coral reef with all the fishes, fish swimming around me and all mm. that sort of stuff, it's going to be far more interesting than a still photo. Well, I, I guess on the one hand, yes, I, I mean, yes, it definitely would be. But I'm just wondering about, about the FOMO factor when you're watching a video like that. Because whenever I've seen a 360 video, uh, wh- whatever direction I'm looking in, I'm I'm worried about what I'm missing that's happening in, in you know be- behind me. Whereas at least with a photo, you know it's not changing, so you can look at this in this direction over here, and then you can turn around and look at that in that direction over there, and you know that you haven't missed anything at all. But but video is a bit different in that sense. I'm just wondering about this. Um, you know, as we we hear more about the metaverse and and that kind of development in how technology and society comes together, whether or not you agree that it's a good thing or or a bad thing, and I've got some big concerns about it actually, uh, but that's something a completely different conversation. That's another but podcast. I, yeah, I I think so. I think it should be. I I really really do think it should be, uh, or even a whole podcast channel on that. But but this concept really of of the the immersion that you mention uh, i think is is an interesting one to explore as a society i think kind of going on from the 360 video element of it and my only comment on that was is i don't think that the camera qualities are is i don't think the qual- the output quality is quite there yet when, mm. when you marry it but talking about all these technologies vr and ar yeah and metaverse leaving that for another podcast but like the vr side of it i think that's more the conversation in the now and that can be done very very well 
um, married with a bit of, of augmented reality as well. Um, I mean, that's something that we we can like we even do and do fairly well um, with the, with the VR side of things. So I think that's the direction it's going. But how how it's used? Yeah, that is the, the bigger, um, nastier question. It's it's yeah, certainly really interesting the direction everything's taking. Carolyn, Craig, thank you both for your time. It's been really, really good hearing uh, about what you've about what you've built uh, in the world of three hundred and sixty marketing photography. Um, if people want to find out more about your business and about what you do, where could they go? Where's the best place they should go and find you online? Everywhere. Uh, <laughs> just go to our website. And you can see about us and all of our work. Three hundred and sixty marketinglab.co.uk. And we're okay. on all the socials, so Facebook. And we're on all Instagram. the socials. Yeah, give us a follow. <laughs> okay all right well we'll put some links in the show notes to that but both of you thank you so much for your time it's been really really good talking to you and thank you for giving up your time to uh, explain all of this to us today thank you thanks very much thank you simon thank you so that was craig and Tarolyn both opening up this world of 360 to us and explaining what it takes to make it work a huge thank you to them both for spending time with us today it was great to talk to them now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.